and mm-hmm. he was like, "Yo, I'm a I'm a total Attack of the Clones apologist. If you want to talk to me about that, I was like, I'm- Attack of the Clone apologist. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I, I rep, I, I live for the fact that you just own that because that couldn't have felt nice to say. No, <laughs> that couldn't have felt good. Like I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what you were." Saying. Right, for those of you who are just joining us, all 17 of you, this is Icon or Wicon. It's the show where we break down all of your favorite film universes to see which stand the test of time. We go one movie at a time. We are at the end of our first chapter in the Skywalker saga. And I'm here. I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. And I am here with the Abbot to my Costello, Mr. CJ LaRoche. CJ, how you feel? I feel terrific. And I feel like I'm being watched. Do you? Yeah, I feel like there's some a presence I've not felt since Curvy Widow. We have Curvy. a guest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we finally have a guest. We've teased about having a guest several times. We had an invisible guest once, and that was super awkward. And now we actually have a real one. We have Marco Santana with us. Marcos, how you Marcos, doing? Marcos, Marcos, buddy, how's it going? How's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Living, living our lives, watching the movies, talking the talks. Yeah. That is awesome. Can't wait. Thanks for having me. This, this is very exciting. Well, thank you that, for being here. Absolutely. Jesus. We're thrilled about it because we talk to each other a lot. And this is this is actually the first time we've tried this with a guest. So I don't even know what's going to happen. Like, I'm, I don't even know. Literally anything could happen today. Let's and just do it. Right? That's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, right? We're just chatting. Yeah. All right. So what I want to talk to you guys about first is this opening sequence, right? Because I watched this movie again. Uh, what's, what's the movie called, Andrew? Thank you. The movie's Return of the Jedi. There it is. Proper, proper entire title, please. Star Wars Episode Six: The Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Marcos. <laughs> yes. Marcos, keep it right away. Keep it authentic. <laughs> I'm living. All right. So, Star Wars Episode Six: The Return of the Jedi. There you go. This opening plot, I watched this, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I watched it again this morning. Is this the most efficient way to get Han Solo back? <laughs> oh, so we're talking about, we're, we're skipping the actual opening sequence with, with the Star Destroyer coming into view like a new hope. Oh, well, yeah. I right, just, so Star Destroyer, here comes the shuttle. Yeah. Vader lands on the Death Star. That's just like, okay, there's a new Death Star. That's why that's why that is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Then we go to Tatooine and we have to get Han free of the carbonite. Yes. Yeah, no, I think I think it's terrific. And I like I like the way that we have three distinct acts in this film, right? We have Tatooine, we have planning the battle and in the battle. And I think that this opening sequence going back to Tatooine. We've heard about Jabba the Hutt. We didn't really see him until the special edition, and that was kind of lame. But now we get to go into Jabba's palace, and it's it's like a, it's a it's a travel into a gangster's paradise. I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm all up for it, and I'm going to tell you why too. Also, nerd nerd alert. So we what we learn about Luke Skywalker, he we first see him in A New Hope, in Tatooine as a farm boy, right? Then we go to Empire Strikes Back, where he goes into his training. Return of the Jedi, like the title says, he's coming back home Mm. as a Jedi. That's the first time he comes back home as a Jedi. 
And that that opening sequence to me works because it it is that it's like oh wait we haven't seen Luke Skywalker actually do his tricks, and we actually see him with his power. I, I mean that opening oh, that sequence when when Jabba's gate opened and that you know and he walks in and you just see the shadow and all of a sudden you notice that it's Luke, and then one of the uh, um, um guards in, and then he just does the quick chokehold. Oh, it's so cool, man. Come on. It's really, really cool. He it's force cool. chokes him. That's daddy's signature move, man. Yep. Yep. And he's all, he's all dressed in black with a black cloak. It's not even, it's not even the tip, the typical, um, um, Jedi brown tan robe. He's, he's like pre Sith looking, um, um, character, which is really cool. It's some great foreshadowing. I'm just going to say this. I'm, I'm trying to, so I'm, I'm, I'm your stage manager. <laughs> and, and, and you're coming to me with this plan to rescue Han. And I'm just trying to get all the beats down on paper so I can look at this. And I'm like, all right, so we send the droids with a message as a gift. Lando's already in there. Lando's there. He, yeah, he got that job through the uh, Enforcers Union. Okay, Lando's, <laughs> Lando's already there. Uh, and then, then we're going to send Leia and Chewbacca in and Leia's going to pretend to be a bounty hunter and try to hustle Jabba and like have a bomb. So like really, really draw attention to herself. Yep. And then, and, and then Chewie's in there. So now Chewie's a prisoner. She of course gets caught. So she's put in a space bikini. And then we get to the really cool part of Luke showing his stuff. Yeah. And so it's just like, I'm like, we really had to have all the core cast get trapped in Jabba's palace for that plan feel, to work? Andrew, I feel like it's it's worst case scenario. You know, I think the plan is so good because it accounts for everything. Yeah. Right? We put the droids in there because we know that if we get to the sail barge, we're going to need R2 to pop the lightsaber. Right? We're kind of hoping that somehow we get Han out. But if, but it, like, Leia gets Han out. But if Leia doesn't get Han out or if she does get Han out, then Chewie's still there. So we still have to go back in and get Chewie. I think that the whole plan from the beginning was the sail barge. Okay. All right. All right. Are One more. Think? Probably, I think, I, I mean, as a Jedi, he probably already foreshadowed. He foresaw, he had foreseen what, what would happen, which is, you know, we don't see it in the, in the, in the story, in the movie, but that's, that's part of the Jedi powers. And, yeah. and I, I mean, as a, as a franchise, you have all the lead characters. That you know, in that first scene, yeah, and that you, is cool having them yeah. all back together. You have to put them all together for the first time. You know, um, um, you have Land, you have Lando doing something. You know, he last time we saw him was in Empire Strikes Back, and he just did only a little bit of it. Yeah, you know, and he was a traitor, and then he tried to redeem himself, but now he's like, oh, he's back at it. I, I mean, yeah, is- we never mentioned that. We never really mentioned that that he totally sold Han out. Yeah. Or I sold Han out, excuse me. And and then it's like, well, you know what? Actually, I don't like the way this plan is going, so now I'm going to turn. But someone needed to like slap him in the face and be like, yo, you sold Han out. Yeah, yeah. that never happens. Fuck, they, actually, they actually make up really quickly. Uh, two more things about this chunk that kills me, though. Um, what I, one thing I never noticed is when you realize it's uh, – the first time you see Leia as Bounty Hunter walk away and they cut over to Lando and Lando pulls his mask down. <laughs> And I was just like, I was like, who's that for? Is that for me? Like, like, the director. 
you can see the director having the argument with that actor. You know, he was like, so Lando, when I need you to come over here, I need you to pull your mask down. And Billy D was like, why am I pulling my mask down? <laughs> what is that shot? We just really need to see that it's you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guessed. It's I, like, I, okay, Richie, fine. Jesus. And when, um, when Leia thaws Han, I remember that, that I still have those feelings. Like when she thaws oh, him out, yes. she's like, your sight's going to return. And then she takes the mask off and she's like, somebody who loves you. Someone who loves you. It's oh, so okay. good. And yeah. then I, I want to know why all of Jim Henson's Creature Shop is behind that curtain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, guys, that shot is bad. What, is what were that? they What were they doing back why there? Why are they before? sitting there? Why are they there? Like, did they did they know? Was it some kind of weird, you know, Tatooine <laughs> gangster orgy? What's happening there? It's so <laughs> weird that the whole cluster of bad guys. And in the special edition, it's even worse because Lucas put him in on the other side, too. So there's like a whole hallway that he filled in. Yikes. Is that part of of like they have the perfect, um, you know, sort of like the perfect plan because they start. Luke tells the plan to R2. He knows best not to tell C-3PO. He's going to he's going to. Yeah, totally. Can't tell 3PO. Everybody knows except for uh, 3PO. But then. Everybody, you know, Jabba's followers are asleep. And then Leia, trying to be careful, she makes the most noise out of everything. So much noise. <laughs> she drops the car bike. He falls on the ground. She hits the wind chimes in the beginning. Come on, girl. It's just the word. That's, that's the one part that I'm like, okay, we can do without that. You know, those are the little things that it's just like, it's not com- it's not, uh, it's, it's not a comedy and it's not, it just doesn't work for me. It's, it's a little silly. And and speaking of the special edition, Jedi Rocks is one of the worst things. Yeah. I am so mad. I You know, when I watched this movie yesterday, I actually got to that part and then went to YouTube and watched the original version yeah, and then better. skipped to uh, the Twi'lek in the Rancor pit. Incidentally, that second shot of the Twi'lek in the Rancor pit, that's the same actress like 20 years later. Yeah. She looks amazing. She did great. She yeah. speaking of abs in the kitchen, yep. she <laughs> avoided the kitchen for like a decade. Yeah, good for her. That's good. good I, think for her. I think she's still a dancer. She's still like performing, or she's still you know training as a dancer. And and they hire her. They rehire her. She's amazing. But I agree that that the that new song is just garbage. It's yeah. such trash. It's it slows it down. It is it, but you you were right, Marcos. Though it is really nice that by thirty minutes in, all of our core cast is on an adventure with with a bad guy with in some place new, and that is that is pretty cool. That Sarlacc sequence. Let's talk about the Sarlacc sequence. Can we can we just stop and talk real quick about my other Star Wars favorite Halloween costume? For those of you who listen to Jedi, we know we had General Veers, um, the Beastmaster, the Rancor's daddy. I really? had I was I was that one year for Halloween belly out <laughs> and I just I, I I I cried the whole night just to like get into that character because that character spoke to me man like that's some genuine sorrow when that rancor got wasted yeah, he trained it he was taking care of that rancor that yeah, rancor well, if you read is amazing. if you read tales from Jabba's palace issue seventeen volume three uh, you'll know that he was actually trapped um, by Tusken Raiders once and that Rancor monster saved his life. So that's his backstory. CJ, what oh, am I going to say wow. to you? What am I going to wow. say? Put it in the movie. Put it you got to put it in the movie, though. You got to put it in the movie. I can't. You got to put it in the movie. <laughs> I, you got, you got put it in the movie. Because, because if we, we're 
we're already in the third movie and we're starting with this culture that it's okay to just give me information at a later date. And that's what the sequel trilogy completely relied on. That's true. <laughs> that's true. We can't wait for that. That's, that's going to be amazing. So Starlight sequence. That's badass. Luke with the diving board. Like when oh, he's walking the plank. Totally. Like, so cool. Well, even before that, John Williams. Bomb. Bomb. Yep. Bomb. Just setting the suspense. Oh, oh. And all you hear, you know, you hear just barely the wind and that desert. And oh, it's so, so cool. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. That and then Luke is- later force kicks someone. Have you, did you catch that when he's on top of the speeder and he totally kicks yep. and the guy just stage combats out of the way? Yeah. Force kick. That's, that's got to be explained in a comic book somewhere. Force kick. <laughs> I think it's in one of the video games. <laughs> you know, um, when Leia takes the chain and legit takes the opportunity to actually strangle Jabba the Hutt, that's pretty violent yep. for she, a Star Wars movie. Did. She Luca Brazzi did, man. That's, that's straight out of The Godfather. That, that's some fucking Francis Ford Coppola shit because you it know him and Lucas were tight. It was all the rage for, for making her wear that costume. Because Carrie Fisher hated wearing that costume. I can see why. It's a little bit... Oh, she hated it. She completely hated it. She didn't want to do it. She almost quit, actually. And one of those, like, one of those, like, you know, one of those, like, legends, um, she almost quit. And then they, you know, they had a conversation and they talked. And she ended up wearing it. Maybe. I'm I'm guessing that was, like, I need more money. Yeah, there was a lot of cash. And be objectified like that. Um, well, it had to have been cash. That's that's the one thing she actually hated the most of, of all the of all the um, of all the movies she did. But I think that I think that that that's uh, where the anger comes from. It's like you you make me dress like this. Yeah, I'm gonna choke your puppet. <laughs> choke your puppet. She's she's great in this movie. Uh, that that whole that whole thing with her is is really fantastic. What kind of kills me is that this is the start from this sequence on. It's the start of people doing things. Cause movie, like there's a few moments in this movie where they just do things because the movie has to happen. Whereas Empire Strikes Back was the first time we're experiencing these characters and they're existing authentically and the dialogue is really witty and snappy and and fun. And then this time they, they're kind of imitating the patter from the first movie, but they kind of do things cause reasons, you know? Yeah. And so like, I love the Leia strangle. It's just like, I'm not sure Leia that I've met in the past two movies is really down for homicide in that way. You know, it's a, it mm. seemed, it seemed a little bit like what's happening. I guess she has to do what she has to do, but it's, to escape. it's, the, it's the first out of place thing that I see, even though it's a scene that I love. It's like, I don't know, girl. I don't know I, if she's, I, I think she would though. I mean, yeah? she, she had grabbed a blaster before and, sh- and shoot a couple of, you know, a couple of stormtroopers. She has shot some stormtroopers, but like she was more of a diplomat early on. Yeah. And now she's like definitely turned into Xena Warrior Princess out of the blue. This, yeah. yeah, this is General Organa. This is yeah. not Princess Leia. Princess Leia. This is General. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, she's doing what she's got to do because she can't get out of there. She's chained to the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You know? So she's got to be resourceful. She is, and she, she has always been like the toughest one. She'll make some hard choices. And I, I'll, I'll rep her for that. No doubt. Yeah, I think it's I think it's all super cool. Um, uh, Han, I always forgot about Han and the drama with saving Lando. I always forget about that sequence. That sequence is really exciting. Just a little higher, just a little higher. Yeah, so it's just so a little higher. It's a little higher. And, and yeah. I'm a mom all better. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's trying to shoot the the Sarlacc's tentacle, 
but like we know for a fact that five minutes ago he was legit blind. Blind. So, like, yeah, he just could just see a big light blur at that point. Yeah, really, but he 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 can he's pretty convincing that he's all better now. You know, I, I thought you were blind. No, I'm good, Lando. Shut up. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. I'm it's Han so, fucking solo. It's so crazy. And then um I I, I love the uh when they send down the uh, Magnus to get the droids, he's like, let's get, get, let's get out of here. Don't forget the droids. Don't forget the droids. It's, it's thrilling. One it's thing, th- one thing though, that, that I said, uh, that it's very disappointing to me in that, in that section, that sequence, it's Boba. I know what you're going to say. Boba Fett. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's probably like the most iconic character in the fan Star Wars fan base. And everybody loves Boba Fett for no reason. Yeah, because we don't. We only see him in Empire Strikes Back, and he does. He just like shoots a blaster once, and then has a cool ship, the slave one. It's and the costuming. Like, it's the costuming. And the costume, the Mandalorian costume, which is really badass. Yeah. And then you're you're waiting for this moment of seeing the Mandalorian that we all t- read about, and he just gets yeah. just hit by a stick. Yeah, Luke kicks the shit out of him. But then he, he he has really bad aim. And then Han no. hits his hits his jetpack, and he goes into the side of the barge and rolls down into the Sarlacc. Now, Mandalorian season two, Boba Fett's going to come back. Everybody, oh, Boba Fett somehow gets out of that Sarlacc pit. So because I forget, Mandalorian- I, forget, I forget which novel was after Return of the Jedi. There was a, a graphic novel where where he actually escaped the the. the um, Yes, that is no longer canon. So that is now part of the extended universe legends, Star yeah. Wars. But in The Mandalorian, I believe, episode five in season one, we see a character in Tatooine come on with spurs, bend down, and the camera goes to black before we see his face. The actor who played Jango Fett has been on The Mandalorian set. So somehow or another, we're going to get Boba Fett back. Yeah. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, do I? And we can actually see him kick kick some real ass. Yeah. The thing about Boba Fett, it's like this this trilogy's Captain Phasma with like really glossy costume, lots of buzz, lot, very interesting. And then at the end of the day, very very little payoff. I do like that Mandalorians bring him back because at least they're sticking with the whole Star Wars thing of falling down a pit does not mean dead. It doesn't mean dead. It doesn't mean yeah. dead. And they no. mean that consistently, and I love that. Yeah. And, so and as soon also, as you as, as soon as you fall down the pit, you are in for stardom. Yep, it's coming back. You're coming back. And 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 uh, and since C three PO saying like you're going to be in the stomach and you know digestive system for for like a thousand years, something like that. Yep. Was, yeah. What is it? Is it a thousand years? A thousand, a thousand years. years yeah. yeah. So, Boba um, has more than a thousand years on him to like to like fight and get out of there. So he'll yeah. be good. He's he's got all kinds of tricks, man. But no jetpack. The jetpack. No, it's broken. It's broken, and it better be broken. They better not use it to get him out of there. Like it better be fucking broken. Yep. That's the only thing. That's you know, just we wanted to see a little bit more kickassery from Boba Fett, and nope. Nope. He he, he didn't have a lot of payoff, and and you can tell this movie has a couple of painful. Like we're gonna have to really really sum up this story real fast because the changes we made on set in empire have created a, a bit of a situation and i'm really <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm specifically talking about force ghost ben and his plot holes monologue like plot holes monologue so, yes. so we, from we a go certain to, point of view we go to dagobah 
And it's actually, I was really sad when we lost Yoda. And it's, it's funny. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, really beautiful. Not a ton of screen time for the cultural impact that character has had. Nope. Like, nope. you know. And, and so. And, and this, the, the spiritual, you know, significance that that, that character has, because he is, he is, you know, he is the center of, he's the Zen of Zen character. Yeah. You know? He's the light side of the force guru. Yep. For sure. And and he's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, there there's no, there's no way out of this for me. Like, this is just the next thing. Yep. Yeah. And I, I love that. That whole sequence is beautiful. I felt so sad saying goodbye to yoga. And then force goes, yoga. Yoda. Yoda. Did I say yoga? You definitely just said yoga. <laughs> I was talking about space balls earlier. Now um, it's yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> so, but force goes, Ben, come on. <laughs> come yeah. on guys. He's like, well, from a certain point of view, it could have meant this. Like, yep. I wasn't for all intents for and purposes, the good man that was your father was killed by Darth Vader from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. Yeah. And it you know how much you love the, the explaining away of stuff, Andrew. There's actually a book called From a Certain Point of View that fills a lot of the plot holes. I think I'm going to get it for you for your birthday. Listen, I'll take it. I'll take uh, it. That sounds, also. That sounds divine. <laughs> also, uh, should we talk about Ben's hair? <laughs> Ah, yeah, let's. You know, this is the first of completely inappropriate uh, cosmetology glow-ups that happen in this movie. The second one being yeah. when the Ewoks, who are ostensibly a primitive species, manage to give Leia a complete makeover. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, she looks oh, good cool. when, when, when we find her again after the speeder incident, for sure. You know, with that, with that long blow-dry hair and, and long drapes. Some braids and, in there, yeah. Like an extensions and then that, that tailored dress, like, you know, very, very hobo chic. Oh, she oh yeah, her. Wicket Wicket sewed that shit in the, that afternoon, man. He, like, put that together for her. W- Wicket, Wicket stole my heart. So, like... Every um, time. He's, yeah. Every time. Before we get to Endor, we got to give a shout-out to Mon Mothma, the only other woman in the universe. Mon, Mon Mothma. She and she plays such a great role later on in the trilogy, but or in the uh, the the canon. But yeah. I just got to say, her delivery made me feel so fucking bad for those Bothans, yo. Like you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, she's like in that one line. Yeah, Bothans died to deliver this information, and then the next line should have been, "You ungrateful motherfuckers." Yeah, she lit. She lit for them. She was living. <laughs> She must have had one of them must have been her boyfriend or something or her her boss friend. Her boss friend, God. It was a very legit heat check, her entrance. Like she really she really made quite the mark. I mean, she made enough of a mark to be super relevant to Rogue One. Oh, absolutely. Like no, and she's in she's in Revenge of the Sith. Yep. On Mothma. Like she's everywhere. Yeah. But she's the only other woman in the universe currently. Currently. And that's the thing, George. Like this, in 2011, yeah. when you made this Blu-ray, like you you couldn't have thrown in a fucking woman or two, like exactly. in the in the battle sequence. Like, come on, that would have been so easy. Yeah. Well, you have the dancer, the dancer, but she gets killed. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Like yeah, she gets killed, and then there's like the backup singers in the new. But like yeah, we should have had a pilot or two. He could have done that. Those are added. That's not that, to me. They don't count. Nah, they totally those backup singers with oh, that number. I can't oh. get over it. Let's not go back there again. I'm sorry, everybody. I brought us back there. Oh, it's all right. But, but we're on Endor. The, the, speeder, the speeder run is great. So great. And, and, and the way that they were able to film that, you know how they did it? was with a, um, a steady cam walking backwards. And then 
they reversed the footage and sped it up. It looks so good. So dope. So good. Who, I mean, I wanted a speeder. I still want a speeder bike. I still want a speeder bike. <laughs> yeah. Speeder bike. They look so cool. And this, I, I would say that this film is the most toyetic of the original three because mm-hmm. the, the Ewoks bring us real hard back into children's movie territory, but yeah. you've got the speeders, you've got the return of the at-ats. Marcos, do you say at-at or A-T-A-T? At-at. At-at. Me too. Okay. Okay. Good. It's not A-T-A-T. All terrain, all terrain attack. T- 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 wait, what? All terrain attack transport. Armor transport, yeah. All, all terrain armor transport, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I said at at, at same at, at, at yeah same yeah no this 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 movie uh, I mean it's a third one so they they were rolling in the dough you know by that yeah. one they were like so I want this ship to do this and be this they're like sure here's the money um, yeah. um thank you it, Hasbro yeah and it's and and definitely has like the coolest gadgets out of the original trilogy um, uh, introducing like the you know they had the speeder bike. From the opening sequence, you have the awesome Imperial Imperial shuttle with the wings flipping, you know, flipping down and so cool. Yeah, nice. Oh yeah, really cool. And then that one, shuttle was great. When we go into the you know the 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 big battle and and space, which is probably one of the better ones out of the entire nine movies to me to this day. I think I think the Return of the Jedi spaceship battle it's like it's one of my favorites. Um, it's pretty good. Like, there's, there's, it's got some problematic fire effects, but I think yeah, the three. action and the, the pacing of that that battle is. I think you're right. It's pretty. It's 1983. Pretty Remember, it's 1983. Listen, I'm saying the first Star Wars didn't really have that. The first A New Hope didn't right, really right. have that fire problem. They didn't blow as many things up. Yeah, you know, but they were going with like like more practical effects, and this seemed to be like practical effects with i don't know some kind of cgi fire laid on top of it and and yeah i had an issue with that again watching the the movie yesterday it's it's a little off but as far as the pacing of the sequence it's beautifully directed it's beautifully photographed. i agree the effects budget is the biggest it's ever been so like they really went for it uh i have a i have a slight tangent philosophical question for you guys so go with me on this you know that in the original shooting script they were supposed to go to Kashyyyk. Yeah, home of the Wookiees. Home of the Wookiees. But yeah. it was decided that because we've spent so much time, there's a lot of footage in Empire of Chewie being like the mechanic and Chewie not being primitive. And the goal was for them to land on a primitive planet. So they reverse Wookiee and made Ewok, right? And they make them small little teddy bear creatures in this like primitive world. Toys for days, right? Toys, toys, toys. So... If we're living in a universe where we have decided that there is no way that Chewie could be believable as a primitive creature, we've created a whole new alien race to fill this hole in an earlier draft of the script. Why does Chewie fall for a meat trap? Because movie. (laughs) Well, Han says, always thinking with your stomach. After all, he's only a Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, no, he's 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 legit not supposed to do that. He should have known it, better. I You're mean, absolutely right, Andrew. He should have fucking known better. He, he did it because reasons. Like so, like it it was it was silly. It's just like the other one. The other one of that is when um Hans like I got this, and of course when somebody says I got this, they don't. And what is he? He steps on a branch. It's the lamest, least Han Soloist thing, just to make that fight seat that speeder run happen. Like, it, wait, is it or I, I think it is. 
I think it is a Han Solo thing. You think? He is like the coolest cat and he's always sticking his foot in, you know, in the wrong place. True. Yeah, that's true. The Death Star when he chases those stormtroopers. That's, yeah. Yeah. Empire when he goes out into the into the snow and the, the ice and the, he's like, yeah. I think I think maybe I have to agree with Marcos on this, Andrew. That's, it is silly. It is. It is. Yeah. It's silly, though. It's silly. It is silly and fun, but but again, it gives like Harrison Ford gives so many faces in this so film. Good. He like yeah. he's just carrying it on. He he realized that, and everybody realized after Empire's like, oh, Harrison Ford's a movie star. And in this movie, I think Harrison Ford realized how much of a movie star Harrison Ford was. But it wasn't. It wasn't annoying. No, like everything no. that he does, you know, when right before he goes and steps on that branch, that line that he says, "Hey, it's me." Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so good. charming. He's so, so charming. charming. All right. Last last one of these and then I'll I'll completely let this go from this line of conversation. So C3PO gets worshipped <laughs> as a god. Very fun. His programming doesn't allow him to impersonate a deity until it does because reasons. Wait a second. No, no, no. Luke lifted him up. But Luke tells him. Just tell well, them. Tells him just to say it. Right, right, right. Yes, well, yes, and, yes. And, and right before when Han's like, tell them to stop. And he's like, I can't impersonate a deity. And then Leia comes out. She's like, C-3P, I'll tell them to stop. He's like, okay, girl, I got you. Like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that I, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. But when Luke lifts him up, I mean, we have to get to Luke lifting him up, right? Like That's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. I think I think what, like, what he's, I mean, I, I don't speak Wookiee. I mean, Ewok. Um, uh but I, what I'm guessing is he was asking, it's like, please let them go. And they're like, no, we're, this is honoring for you. And they're not listening. And then Luke comes with the idea. Well, tell them that you use your powers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't have any power. Just do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, Luke is his master. Yeah. Right? But, but we didn't have to unplug him so he could read a Sith dagger. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think you're right, Andrew. I think that there's, that, this is a, that's another one. That's a big one. There, there's a couple yeah. There's there's a couple in this movie, but anyway, we're 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 getting away. It's 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 a whole fun moment. The whole thing is really is a really fun wrap. I I think um, the bridge scene is is uh, the dialogue's a bit painful. The dialogue is way is way painful, and those beautiful. but those two do a those two do a great job. They do a great job. I want to know who directed Leia to do that wig flip that she does. <laughs> She's like, I just want to be alone. <laughs> And then hold me. Oh, hold me. Oh, hold me. Oh, hold me. It's that, yeah. It's it's cringy. It's just we've it never is. seen her act like that. We've never oh. like there's yeah. just so many things. And all, I'm only seeing it because I just watched Empire. Empire is so fresh. I think if there's yeah. two years in between Empire and, and this movie, I accept it a lot better. But having just watched it, I was just like, I can see how those <laughs> actors are like, but like why why am I pulling the mask down? Like, yeah, but to be fair to to Leia, like she did just find out that Darth Vader was her was her pop. Yeah, it is a lot. You know what I mean? So that's that's a lot to handle. Yeah, and brother, she's right? got a brother who she's, she's made out with. Who who she kissed? Yep, she's made out with her brother. So that you know, I think that if if my lover was nearby, I would be like, hold, hold me. <laughs> 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 I I guess you know, but maybe this is then leaning back into the space opera ness of it because the thing is, the first one's very space opera and like a little bit silly, and Empire is like legit popcorn flick. Like it's so slick. Yes. So like Re- Return kind of leans back into the operatic nature. It's a little bit more dramatic. Uh, Palpatine's 
Palpatine somehow manages to get uglier throughout the course of the movie, which is great. His name is the Emperor. He's the His Emperor. name is, he is not called Sheev nor Palpatine yet. We don't know that yet. That's right. That's something no, we find out later. He's Emperor. just the Emperor. The Emperor. He's so cool in this movie. Uh, it's just, I, I got to give. Oh, good. It's yeah. like from the moment he gets out of the ship and you have the Royal Guards for the first, you see the red Royal Guards coming in for the first time. Yeah. And, and the purple posse. And you actually hear his voice. Oh, it's just so awesome. And he's holding his robe. It's so good. I love the shot of when um, Vader says that he let them through the shield. When he's like, I, I, I let the, the rebels through. And uh-huh. the throne turns around. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. it's so good. His, he's yeah. giving looks to the camera. He's so scary. Makeup it's is so- fantastic. And, and that, the, whole, the whole character... Um, um, the whole emperor character costume makeup, it just works phenomenally. And talk about yeah. a power move. So, okay, so I'm criticizing the rebels plan from the get-go. Wasn't feeling the plan to save Han. You want to talk about a power move. The emperor is like, I have put all of these pieces in motion and this is what's up. He's not only talking about this attack. That's, that's the setup for Phantom Menace, yeah. Attack of the Clone and Revenge of the Sith. That line right there is just, it's its him saying, this is a plan coming since you were a little kid, dude. You know, since you, before you were born, I have this plan. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, and it's, it's so awesome because he has put these pieces in motion. And is it because of his connection to the dark side of the forest, like that he's able to foresee this was going to be the thing? Well, yeah, so... In in in, Je- in in force lore, man, there's there's all possible outcomes of the future. So he's probably seen a bunch of them, except the one that actually happened, mm-hmm. right? Because when when Vader comes in and he says, "Yeah, I let I I let a rebel shuttle go," and the Emperor's like, "Yeah, dude, I know," and he's like, "My son was with them," and the Emperor was like, huh. uh, "Are you sure about that?" Funny, yep. I didn't feel I didn't that. Feel that yeah. Yeah, you know, so that's that's the first time I think that we see like just a little bit of um, disturbance. A lot of disturbance in the force, but that's that disturbance in the force. But talk about the set design. You were Andrew. You were talking about when the the chair turned around. The back of the the window is shaped like a web. Yeah, and he's catching them in 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 this fucking spider's web. This trap that he set. Oh, it's so good when he's like, "He will come to you, and you will bring him to me. You will bring him to me." Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really great. Um, also, we got to give the the emperor baller points for the Death Star is designed to look unfinished. That's cool. Yeah, yep. that's cool yeah, because it's because it's ready. Everybody thought it's, they had more time. The whole thing is not finished, but the laser is ready, which is what they wanted. Oh, it's 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 so cool. It, it, it's so cool. Let's talk about the Emperor's strike me down moment. Okay, are we gonna are we gonna talk about the Emperor's strike me down moment in terms of 1983 Return of the Jedi, or are we gonna talk about how we how we know how this thing ends? No, no, no. We're pretending like that that never happened right now for this moment. Okay, great. I want this strike great. me down moment. I live for. I'm pretending I, that never ever happened, oh. ever. and and these rise of skywalker apologists that are like yeah but do you see like because he was already trying to get luke to do that because he knew of the forced nope not by no no. nope nope no no so the strike me down moment yes strike me down with all of your hatred and your journey to the dark side with me i can't tell you how tense i got 
every time they cut to Luke eyeing the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Because Luke knows, he's like, I could fucking take him. Like That whole sequence, that whole sequence either either was directorial or it was a combination of directors and actors but that whole se- that whole scene with the emperor and and that 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 psychological thriller play that the emperor does to Luke is so so well done from everybody from 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 the editor from the from the script from you know from the screenplay uh, a writer from from the director and from the actors. This just works so good because like you saying you saying sort of like you're like, is he gonna do it? Oh my god, he's gonna turn. Is he gonna turn? No. Is he gonna save? It's you never know. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's really really exciting, and uh, also it leads to the Luke and Vader fight, which is badass. We finally get to see a yeah. real badass yeah. lightsaber fight. That thing is thrilling as hell. And the way it ends with him like chopping off the hand, come on! Two force users. Uh, Luke is now at the height of his powers. Vader is the greatest Jedi slash, well, he's the greatest Jedi of all time. He's not the greatest Sith because of his suit and shit. But yeah, we're watching them, those two go at it, knowing that they're father and son, knowing that they're not actually trying to hurt each other until the end. It is thrilling, and I've seen it. How many times have I seen it? I've seen it so many times, yeah. but every time I watch it, I'm like, "Oh God, this is so good!" It is super, super exciting. And and what I like, you were saying, CJ, with you know, they're they're pretty, it's like two of the best at their games. You know, at that point, what I like about it is like they keep it very civil. Like Obi Wan says in the beginning, they just only use the lightsabers. They don't use any of the force. They don't use any of the chokes. They don't. They don't do like cheap tricks like like Vader does in Empire Strikes Back. They start like throwing you know cans and trash cans to to yeah loot. exactly. We're battling physically with the lightsaber. It's like okay, let's 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 get down to business. Let's yeah. do a showdown and let's let the best swordsman win. And oh, it's so good and. John Williams score, especially when he's like, you know, when when Darth Vader is like, oh, so you have a sister. Now, now it'll be complete. If you don't turn into the dark side, then perhaps you will never. Oh, oh, this John Williams music, heroic, like Zumber. Oh, so good, man. It's so good. It's, yeah. so, it's so good. It's incredible. Anakin didn't know Padme was pregnant with twins. Anakin didn't know Padme was pregnant with twins. She huh. didn't even know. She didn't know. Okay. She didn't know. Okay. Yeah, with all the technology that they had, that was the one thing that they just sort of laxed on. And he couldn't, like, force feel it? I don't think they do any sonograms. You know, I don't think they do any sonograms. And, and, yeah, you know. there's no way. There was no time. The fucking Republic was crumbling. Yeah. What but am I going to go to a sonogram for? But he, he couldn't, like, force feel two babies? Well, he couldn't force feel his daughter in front of her. Anakin's force <laughs> senses... We're, we're, are a little suspect. I mean, like he's he's super fucking powerful. Like he's a great pilot and a great general and a great swordsman. But yeah, he's not really in touch with his emotions, and I think that's the Shmi block. I call it the Shmi block. I just made that up just fucking now. It's the Shmi block, bro. Hashtag Shmi block. I love it. Hashtag Shmi block. He he's so hung up on his mommy, you yeah. know that like a lot of that like deeper emotional human connection gets away from him. Yeah. And I'm going to actually put that down on paper in Marvel's uh, Anakin and Shmi, Volume 3, uh, Issue 17. <laughs> Fantastic. When I write Issue 19, I'll just retcon it with some like weird excuse, quoting the first <laughs> one. 
<laughs> so, like a Goonies Wayfinder. Oh my gosh, a Goonies Wayfinder, hysterical. Yeah, but on the whole, I gotta say, Vader, Vader's redemption arc, very, very emotional. And talk about the score, like playing the boom, doom, 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 oh, on man. a harp. And, and that is now, now I gotta go, I gotta reference earlier in the episode when Marco said Luke coming back to Tatooine was Return of the Jedi. Uh, spoiler alert, it's Anakin's return. That's what this movie's about. Yeah. Oh, wow. When he takes off the mask, that's when we get the return of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm happy they didn't do? They didn't go and then do like a green screen superimpose um, Hayden Christensen face into, into Darth Vader when he takes the mask off. I'm so happy they didn't, they didn't do that. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, but we get fucking Hayden at the end. Yeah, Hayden, the end, man. You know, Anakin. and like Lucas, Lucas tried to say that. Well, no, I mean at that moment, that's when Anakin Skywalker ceased to become a Jedi. Fuck you. No, he man. Came back as Sebastian Shaw. Am I saying that name? It's Sebastian Shaw, right? It's his name, the actor. Sebastian Shaw, absolutely. Yeah, that's when Anakin returned. That's who he was. Usan's eyebrows. Yeah, but. To put Hayden and the poor Hayden Christensen didn't even realize what he was filming when he filmed that. You know, that's why he's making fucking sex eyes over at Luke. <laughs> <laughs> he's totally flirting with him, his eyes. He's like, hey, Luke, come here, son, and sit on daddy's lap. It's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. It looks bad. All right, we got to take a break. We here at Icon or Wycon love to talk to each other. But even more than that, Andrew and I would love to hear from you. Take a minute to subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Favorites, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. I know, Amazon Music. We just made the cut. And don't be afraid to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Icon or Wycon. At Icon or Wycon. Put it on Reddit. Back to the show. And we are back. And it is that moment in the show where we go into our ephemeral questions. Ephemeral questions with Andrew and CJ and Marcos. (laughs) You have to keep asking me. (laughs) That's beautiful. All right, let's start with our guest, Marcos. What worked for you about this movie? Ooh. Tough one. Uh, That's a lot. Um, (laughs) I mean, I I think, I think, with a little, I mean, with a couple of like things here and there, if we want to be picky as as artists, you know, with a few things that we can just, as a fan, I can see past that. I think the entire movie for me works. Like it introduces uh, so so many so many um, um, new worlds, which is very very Star Wars like. You know, you, you go to different planets in each in each um, um, episode. But this one, each planet is actually really cool. There's there's just something really cool and different that we haven't seen before. Um, um, it completes Luke's journey to me, you know. Um, granted, with the lack of dialogue and all that stuff, but you know, as for Star Wars, you know, we're not we're not watching the movies because of the dialogue. Um, um, but it actually, I think it all it all works. Uh, to me, to me, it actually works. It's one of the Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. Uh, it's definitely on the top one of my top three. Return of the Jedi's. It's definitely one of my top, my top three out of the series. Nice, I love it. So like, nice. the whole package worked for you. I think so. I think that's it's one of the ones that I can watch. You know, um, um, 
and and I'll enjoy watching it. And you hope I have to sit down and be in the right space or so because there's so much dialogue and so much information. I still love it. Um, Empire Strikes Back, I can watch it every single time, every that's, single time. That's really solid. And that's just solid. And and the same thing with Return of the Jedi. I love it, CJ. How about you? Uh, what really worked for me actually is the um, the the like the, the three stages, like I talked about earlier. We had Tatooine planning for the Death Star, and then the you know get it going after the Death Star. And particularly, I think what I love the most about this movie is the the three pronged um, ending. Right, so you have Endor going on, mm-hmm. you have the battle in space going on, and then you have the the psychological force battle with the the force users on on the death star itself and i think the way that that was all edited together like every time that you stopped in one place they it was it was a really perfect place to stop and jump to the next segment to you know to keep keep the plot moving keep the energy moving i think that's the this ending part is one of the places in the movie where the pace really works you know i think that there's some definitely some pacing issues in the the beginning in the middle but what really worked for me is this last, this last battle. Um, and it, it really was, I think George Lucas thought that this is how we're going to end this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is how we're going to end star Wars. He thought about the prequels. He maybe had those in the back of his mind, but he they were certainly never yet. thought seven, eight, nine was going to happen. You know, yeah. this was the end. And I think the way that they ended it was delicious. Yeah. Solid. Solid. For me, it was the score. I think, whereas, cause you can see the growth of the score at its peak in this movie. So the first movie has some really beautiful thematic material. The second movie, the score is a character. There's so much more music because we fell in love with all those themes from the first one. The third one, because we are obsessed with all of those themes, all of these themes get rearranged in a very interesting way. And that was spectacular. It's, it's specifically the music when he's um, taking Vader's helmet off. I could not even. Yep. I was like, that. what a solid rearrange. What instrument is that? Doing that. Harp. It's a harp? Harp. Yeah. Well oh, done. How how awesome, you know, you have the most ominous sound, you know, um, um score, song of the entire the entire uh, uh, um sequence. And then you have this beautiful moment just with a harp playing and it sounds so gentle and it's just completely changes the perspective of it. It's tragic. It's tragic. It, it reverses everything that it has that theme has made you feel for the past four years. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just changes your mind about it. Like, wow, it's a, now it's actually sad and lonely. For so, sure, you're absolutely the introduction, right. The introduction of the Sith theme in this movie. Oh man! It, he really That's went all favorite. out in trying to reimagine what we loved about the last two movies, and I, I appreciate that about. Well, they're actually like, like, like. See, you were you were saying because originally this this was it. You know, this was it. 1983 yep. that was it that was the final one so everybody was just like let's just close with the band let's just have the biggest battles let's just you know let's just close the chapter nicely just in case we don't need to do them again or you know whatever and and i think that 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 was in all the departments like in the special effects and the music and the direction i think i think everybody had a very more clear vision of what the end the quote-unquote ending of, of of that first three movies will be Oh, I feel that. CJ, what didn't work for you about this movie? This movie has some real geography issues, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's got, it's got a lot of geography issues. I'm going to start with um, Tatooine. So we've just seen Boba Fett get his jetpack exploded and he slams into the side of the barge and he 
falls down into the sand and rolls into the Sarlacc pit. Yet R2 and 3PO just go off of the same side and they're cool. They're buried in the sand, right? They go and pick them up and then like just casually stroll around the side of the barge. The barge explodes and somehow they're not caught in any kind of back drift or explosion there. So like that's, that's, that's one. Two, when <laughs> they set the charges to blow up the bunker, they run like 10 yards away. And then you see this entire, like three football fields, at least 300 yards, fire explosion. And they're good. Like, nope, they got, they got far enough away. And finally, how big is that fucking throne room that when Vader chucks the lightsaber and Luke falls off the platform, that he's able to hide. Like you see, you see Vader like walk around and then it cuts <laughs> away. And then the next time you see him, Luke is like in a corner, secluded, like under a staircase. No, <laughs> no, not well thought out enough. What about you, Marcos? What didn't work for you? Um, I think, I think I was saying like that the Boba Fett, just because as a big fan of Boba Fett, I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting a bigger action sequence between Boba Fett and maybe Han Solo, you know, since it was all about he's the one who got captured by, you know, um, Boba Fett captured Han Solo. So I was I was hoping for that sort of like badass, just like battle. Even when it's like a fist fight, it just didn't yeah. it didn't happen. Um, uh, the, the I mean. If we're counting the newer versions, the added, you know, the added song, that new, the the the, um, the Jabba's Palace song, and adding Hayden Christensen to the end, like those just, you know, I don't know, that just takes it, it takes it away from me from the original. Yeah, uh, sure. The Jedi was the first one out of all three that I saw in the movie theater. I was seven. Me too. Me but too. But I remember, uh, I remember going to the movie theaters in Puerto Rico on opening weekend. And the first hundred, I think a hundred kids will get a, a figure, uh, one of the Return of the Jedi figures. And I got you. Oh, I remember you I got, got a free toy. Yeah, I got a free, we got a free toy. And yes. I remember when my entire family, we went to see that movie and I was just blown away by, by it. So, so I mean, it's it's hard for me to judge it because I still, I think has that memory, that childhood memory. Um, and, you know, a couple of things here and there that just, they don't work. Um, uh, but I, I think I can see him past. I think I can see past that because this was the one that you saw in the movie theaters. Yeah, you know, and this, I still like it. I mean, you know, with yeah. all the mistakes, like I was watching it uh, yesterday, and you know, you have the emperor coming in, and then the royal guards are not even they're not even doing formation at the same time and in synchronicity. Like it's the freaking fucking emperor. <laughs> Every guard should be aligned and do about phase at the same time, you know, choreograph a little bit more just to make it a little more, more, more structural. But I'm like, ah, it's fine. It's 1983. No one was caring about any of that, you know. And Marco Santana is a choreographer. Yeah. Everybody. So he was just, he just said the choreography is not important. So that, that tells you, it's like, it tells fun. you how he feels. Cause, cause at the very end he comes in and you're like, wow. You know, it's just, it's like the emperor is here. We see him for the first time. He opens his mouth and you're like, Oh shit's gonna go down. <laughs> We've been hearing about him since the yeah. beginning, since he dissolved the Senate. You only saw and like a hope. You you yeah. see a little hologram that barely see him when Empire Strikes Back, you know. Yeah. Andrew, I think you have something to say. Yeah. 
piggybacking off what Marcus was saying about the additions, it'd be bad if we didn't mention the loss of Yub Nub. Yub Nub. Yub Nub. I missed it. I missed it too, dude. I had to watch. I watched it, like I said, with the earlier one. I watched the ending, and then I went and I watched the original ending. They replace it with this. Um. 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 Uh. uh, God, what is this? It sounds like like Western. It sounds like a Western music out of nowhere. All of a sudden, it's like a cowboy music. You know what it sounds like. You know. You know that that um, Apuro Mayo, that company that does like world music. That's what it sounds like. Like a terrible Putamayo, like like um 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 South South American sort of like inspire music, and it's like, wait, where are we? It's yeah, so no, weird. Yum Nub was so cute and fun, and it, and it worked in the tone of it. But uh, but that's not my what didn't work. My what didn't work is, and this is a hot take, and I have a feeling I'm gonna hot get take. a bad reaction. Hot take. Here it comes. Um, this is not a movie. I shaved twenty minutes off of this, and this is the pilot of the Star Wars series. There's too much movie and not enough story. This whole movie could happen in 40 minutes if we just made it tight. I don't think that it could happen in 40 <laughs> minutes. No. I think but. they overinflated it. I think it's overinflated. That pacing is off. The pacing is 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 definitely a little a little problematic. It it, it comes it grinds to a halt in the middle. I think and, and I think it's the end or sequence. I think it's the end or sequence. Yeah. I think the, the, that's a that's so one section that I think it they could trim a little bit, especially in the beginning, the setup before before the big fight. Um, yeah, I'm like that probably. speeder bike chase. That was that wasn't for the movie. That was just for us. Yeah, yeah. that was for us. It was yeah. cool for you us. Know. Yeah, but it's cool. I mean, you know, we we see we finally see like a new. You know, we we see something new we haven't seen before because you know that land speeder didn't do much and and on you hope. Um, <laughs> right. and, and anything exciting. And then we have, you know, the ATS, the chicken walkers that are really, really cool. We finally see them uh, um, uh, in, in action and getting destroyed. I love when, when the, when the, two, the trees, the trees just like smash him and that little. Yeah. Um, um, How about that Ewok death though? We didn't really talk about the Ewok death. Wait, like that was that, very sad. What that did to us back then, what it did to me yesterday. It, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That that it's definitely a PG thirteen movie. You know, yeah. Yeah. For, for as much as I would love to introduce all of them to to my son, I'm gonna wait a little longer. That one's a yeah, hard but, one. But, yeah, but that but it does make it better when you know we're talking about the trees and, and when when the Ewoks finally figure out what's going on. I yep. think that Ewok death makes all of that. He's a much hero. Sweeter. Oh yeah, he's a hero. He he fought the fight. You know, he fought yeah. the fight and he he died he died for what he believed. And it's great to watch the Ewoks start kicking ass. Like they're just like, it's no, so wait, this is my turf, though. I yeah. know this spot. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Marcus, does this movie make your desert island top five? Yes, absolutely. All right. Here's the thing: but we Marcos have, is taking it on the island. We have to remember, Star Wars now nine movies. It's one movie. You know? Oh, are you trying to say you're going to take them all? Is that? Of course. Are you trying to? Are you trying to get it? Wait, that's a workaround. No, Andrew, I, of course. I'm going to have to disallow that, Andrew. <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I you tell the new guy how it works around here. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> you get one. <laughs> if I get one of the Star Wars? No, no you, you can have, you can all, have more. Like, all five. You can have no, five of nine. You know, you like, like in technicality, this is a nine episode, you know. Yeah, movie. yeah no, episode six. <laughs> is episode six. Just the one. To the desert I, island. I, yeah, I will probably, yeah. yeah. He's taking it. He's CJ, taking how about you? No, I'm leaving it, Andrew. I'm, I'm leaving, leaving it, it too. I don't need it. I don't need it. 
Yeah, and Marcos, I took A New Hope and Empire. Ooh. And Clerks too. I only took so Empire. I, yeah, I have three on I the island. Take, I will take Empire and I'll take and, and, and Return. The other ones, I don't care. Interesting. I like them all. I like Rogue yeah. One. I like, I like the- Rogue, Rogue One is great. Rogue One's it, great. It, it's not, it's not Star Wars. Because <laughs> it doesn't start with a crawl. Clearly, that's exactly. the reason. New question for the Star Wars franchise. Uh, possible foreseeable plot holes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump in there um, and say, I remember my mother. That's she mine too. strong. A little sad. Now, Andrew, you'll be happy to know that this plot hole has been explained away in a comic. Of however, course it has. However... <laughs> That that is a that is a huge mistake on the part of the makers of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, because you you could have you could have aged her just a little bit. You could have had her raise them just a little bit. You know, you didn't have to kill him. You know, kill her at birth. Let me ask you though: Is she was she talking about Padme, or she was talking the lady? Because we don't know what happened to her. Bail Organa's wife. Organa's Organa's wife. Maybe she died when she was really young. We don't know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I can, I can, I can understand that. However, it has been explained away that <laughs> it was um, one of Padme's handmaidens, so it actually wasn't Bail Organa's wife. Um, oh. But another plot hole that we have is 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 Qui Gon Jinn again gets fucking yeah. gets just totally forgotten about when Obi Wan says, "I thought I could train him the way that Yoda trained me." What about Qui Gon Jinn? What about Qui Gon Jinn? Uh, how about you, Marcos? You got a plot hole? Uh, I think those those are the ones. I, I mean, it, I, it's just hard. They, they try so hard to connect them, you know, all, all the, the the prequels and 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 um, and the after movies. The prequels are the hardest one. It just, I don't know. Yeah, they dropped the ball in so many in so many ways. Um, but like I said, I you know, I, I I'm okay with some of it. I'm okay with some of it because it's we're talking about what's a 20 years later that, that, that episode one came out, something yeah. like that. Seven, 16 or 17. 17 yeah. Almost 20, you know, it's, Ooh, come on. It's, it, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, um, yeah, I think, I think those are the, those are the ones. The two those big are the ones, ones that stick out to me. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the special award. CJ, what's your special award? My special award is called the Wilhelm award. And it goes to sound designer Ben Burt for his fabulous cameo in the bunker. He's <laughs> the guy that Han Solo throws the junk at. And then he does his own scream on oh, the really? way down the pit. Oh, really? That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Marcos, what's your special award? I have to give I, I don't. I forgot his, the actor's name. Um, the guy who played Wedge and Tills. Oh yeah, Dennis Lawson, uncle to <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's very cool. I didn't know that because um, he's one of the only. He's the only character besides the, the leads that are. It's in all the movies in all the three. I know? would call him the Antillizeri character. Antillizeri character. Oh, that's good. Which Antilles and Antilles anyway. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew has full face palm right now. You can't see him, everybody, but full face palm. It was the setup to that line that killed me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Andrew, what's your special award? Mine is the Cosmetology Award. 
Cosmetology. And it goes to the cosmetology award goes to Return of the Jedi because not only did we find a way to give us three distinctive toyetic Leia looks, we've got Luke in all of his black garb. There were just so many like looks in this movie, and they kind of like took the opportunity to give characters change ups. We get to see Vader without the mask. We get to see all kinds of things. So it's the Cosmetology Award because they took their last bit of real estate to make the characters look a little bit different for us before we sent them into the heavens. And I think that's interesting. Very interesting. Great And Force Ghost hair changed. Come on. Mm. Because when you're one with the Force, your hair is whatever the fuck you want it to be. Yep. Yeah, no, he was definitely like down at the Jedi Salon <laughs> getting his hairs did. Listen, I, you know, I was here for it. So is this movie an icon or a Y-con? What do we think? Marcos. Icon. We can't forget Admiral Akbar's favorite line. Admiral Akbar is great. It's a trap. It, it's so good. It's so good. It, I mean, come on. Ad, Admiral Akbar is the first one to realize that everything that's going on in the whole movie. Yeah. He, he, he lets us know. Icon. Absolutely. I'm returning the jet. Ewoks. We, we fucking know Ewoks forever. Of course it is. Come on. They get, Ewoks. They get a Christmas special yeah. afterwards. They get another, they get their own movie. They get their own, their, um, their own cartoon. Yeah. After. No, they get, and they get two movies. And they get two movies. Yeah, that's two right. Two movies, yeah. I, I don't know if they were a feature, but they, they definitely got shot with a camera. And made. <laughs> for sure. They were made for TV. Uh, one got released in theaters. The second one got released in theaters for a little bit, but they were oh, made okay. for TV. Yeah, I would. Yeah, Return of the Jedi is it's it's an icon. Yeah, it's just it's just a little disappointing coming off of Empire for me. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I will say that it it does wrap up that original trilogy spectacularly. I think it's yes. cool. I kind of hurt my heart that it's pretty clear that Palpatine is dead. You know, like that that death seems pretty finite. So like it did put a sour taste in my mouth about what I know is to come in thirty years. Yeah, that was terrible. Like that, 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 that came out of nowhere, but, but that, that was, was it. terrible. That's another, that's another movie. That's another um, episode. He transferred his essence before he got to the bottom. Don't even get me started. I normally, I, he was playing Fortnite on the way down too. So that's how <laughs> I, normally he was. See, I normally go see the movies on the movie, in the movie theaters, probably four or five times if I can, or more, you know, yeah. even episode one, I did. Sure. You yeah. know, uh, only once for us. Just I, once I, for me. I don't need yeah. to see it again. I, I, I mean, I'll, it it came out to 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 buy it. I haven't even bought. I haven't purchased the movie because I'm so disappointed that that I just don't want to see it again. Force oh Awakens God. is the last one I bought. Yeah, see, that's that's great. Yep. That one, that one, they, they do they do they do okay. Listen. Marcos, this was awesome. And I feel like since we're having so much fun talking about the sequel trilogy, Marcos, why don't you come back and wrap the sequel trilogy with us when we get there? Oh, heck yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Yeah, come, count me in. Amazing. Awesome. I love that. Uh, you guys, that's everything. We covered all the topics. This was a really fun day. Marcos, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you, Marcos. Thank you for having me, guys. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. let's do it again. All right, this has been another stunning episode of Icon or Icon. I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. I'm CJ LaRoche. And for Marco Santana, we'll see you... La próxima vez. Hey!